Hey yo, this is LJ. And this is Jay Hen. And right now, you're listening to On Wax the Podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes and you have to leave us a five-star review. You can also like us on Facebook and follow the podcast on SoundCloud and Stitcher. But if you don't, then we're going to have to put your ass on wax. Wax, wax, wax. And again, keep in mind that me and LJ are like 12. One, either you made it, or two, you're fucked. I'm not doing it on Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm going to exaggerate the fuck out of this. So we had one coach who had a permanent heart on all the time. <laughs> yeah, this shit's kind of annoying, though, but yeah. I'm buying your ass a thong. <laughs> yeah. Who would win right now? You or 55-year-old Jackie Chan? I'm about to throw the fuck up. He wants that little dick. Say it's the biggest fight of the year they may be the best team in the nba fun facts for you about dating i think different women like different things not told anybody about this story in my life on wax Yo, what up? This is Jay Hen, and right now you're listening to On Wax the Podcast, and I got a very special guest in the building. He fought in every fighting organization, and when I say every fighting organization, I mean it from the King of the Cage, Strike Force, Bellator, and even the UFC. He just recently signed a deal with the Bare Knuckle Boxing Championship. He's been in the ring with everybody from Rampage Jackson, Matt Mitrione, Pat Barry, and arguably the best heavyweight in the world, Stipe. I got my boy, the real Mexicutioner, Joey Beltran on the podcast. What's up? What up, man? How you doing? Pretty good, man. We've been trying to get you on for a long time. Yeah, well, we worked it out finally. We got we, the schedule on we point. We most definitely did. So, so we, we we wanted to talk to you about just, I, I got to kind of research and dig your story, and you have a, a really unique story you know from from just fighting as a kid to to your story with with bellator and in in strike force and even like i said the king of the cage ufc and i just kind of want to talk to you about just your your whole fighting path and just kind of what's next for you because you did just sign the deal with the the bare knuckle boxing championship and i just wanted to talk to you and and just kind of get to know you a little bit better yeah man so so is it is it true that you used to street fight as a kid well, I mean, yeah, it was pretty normal. It was a normal part of growing up. Are you, you're you from California, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hearing some other, uh, something in the background. Oh, oh hold on, hold on. Uh, my bad, there you go. Hello? You better? Yeah, you better? Yeah, 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 that's my bad. What happened? I was watching watching that uh, some interview. Anyways, so yeah, man, I grew up in California, Southern California, you know, in, in the in the eighties, early nineties. So I mean, there was definitely back in those days, there was you know, there was gangs around and stuff like that. It wasn't like I lived in a crazy neighborhood or anything like that, but there was definitely there was it was active. Right. It was active. That's a good way to put it. Um, right. You know, so it's just it's just part of growing up. It wasn't like. It wasn't anything. It wasn't, it wasn't anything that anybody else didn't have to do in our neighborhood. So, and what, what kind of life? So, did you start in wrestling? Was that the first um, 
so yeah, actually, you know, the first thing as far as like uh, athletics was boxing. Oh, okay. I, started, okay. I, I, I remember all the older kids in, in my apartment complex, all the older brothers would go and they would box. They would go train boxing. And uh, so I begged my mom for like a year straight, finally, she let me go when I, when I turned 10. And uh, so I started boxing. And I boxed off and on from like 10 years old until like 15 when I started uh, wrestling and playing football. And uh, that's so basically I got my start in boxing. Oh, okay. And then, then did you learn wrestling as you went? Well, yeah. And then wrestling, I started wrestling. I tried to wrestle a couple times, like in junior high, but I, I would be on the team. And then as soon as the grades would come out, I would, I would, you know, I would lose my uh, eligibility. Right, right. And so finally, finally in high school, I got my act together enough, enough to the point where I could, where I could compete. And I, uh, so then I wrestled throughout high school. And, and Did what, pretty good. What was your first opportunity in mixed martial arts? Like, uh, what was the first organization that you signed with? Well, I mean, the first, the first show that I fought with, I came out the gate fighting for a strike force, strike force show. Oh, wow, okay. And it, it was one of their smaller ones, uh, but it was still like a 3,000-person arena. So for my first one out the gate, it was, it was, it was pretty, pretty crazy, man. Pretty, so you just hit the ground pretty, running. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and then I fought a long time for another promotion in San Diego called Total Combat, which, I mean, who's who as far as San Diego MMA came out of there. I mean, Dominic Cruz was, was their champion, you know. So, I mean, that's everybody. Everybody that grew up in Cal- uh, that came up in the California scene fought Total Combat. Okay. Um, so that was that was that was. You know, I did that for a while, then I did like a couple other ones. And then, King of the Cage a couple times, and then my first taste of a big show was uh, Bellator, but it was just a single fight deal. I beat. Uh, I won my fight by knockout. Came back out, fought another couple smaller shows, and then got to the UFC. And UFC that was UFC two hundred nine, correct? Short notice fight. Yeah, I believe. Uh, no, it was like one something, something like that. One, no, not two hundred nine. One hundred nine. I'm sorry. Did I say two hundred nine? Yeah, it was one hundred nine. Yeah, one hundred nine. One hundred nine. Yeah, with a uh, versus Hollis Gracie short notice fight. Underdog. Just, uh, yep. Oh yeah. Weren't expecting to oh. win. Oh yeah. And you flattened him out like a pancake. Basically. <laughs> That's how I seen it. That's how I viewed it. And again, yeah, like, I, like I had mentioned in the in the intro, like Rampage Jackson, Matt Mitrione, Pat Barry, Stipe Mitrovic, like you've fought some really big names. Is there any one of, of the names, or maybe not even a name that I'm even mentioning, that, that sticks out to you in your career? No, man. I mean, they're, they're all like, when I look back at the whole, you know, body of work, it's pretty crazy, man. Right, There's no yeah, scrubs. Exactly. You're There's right. no scrubs. You know, it's like fuck, right. man. I and the whole time, like I never, I was never really aware of. Not, I don't know. It was kind of like I was in like a haze. I was just like, ah, just like training and fighting, training and fighting, training and fighting. And I never really like, even when I would win, I would just like, well, fuck, you should have won by knockout. I was always so hard on myself, and I'd lose. Right. I'd be like, ah, fuck, you suck. <laughs> and I would start training again, and. I would always win one. As soon as I got into UFC, it was just a roller coaster ride. Like up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. 
win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. And it, but, but it's like, when I look back now and I'm older, I'm like, well, shit, man, you were, I was fighting the upper echelon. Like, and like I said, there was no warm up fights. There was no, like, fucking, there was no scrubs, man. It's, right. It's, what, 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 what do you crazy. think, what do you think gave you those opportunities? Just your previous fights? Cause yeah, you I mean, you, I mean, you jumped into some big names. I mean, that's just the way they, I, I think they knew. I entertaining, mean, entertaining, entertaining fights. Yeah, they, they knew they knew the type of fight that I was gonna put on, and right. You know, and it's 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 crazy because once like in the locker room, I remember like in, in the locker room for every fight, basically for a long time. It wasn't until recently that I, a couple years back that I've been able to get get a handle on the mental aspect of the fighting, but like. For for years and years, like all UFC, basically, like I was I was so scared. Right. I was so scared in the back of like, what the fuck are you doing here, Joey? Like, I'll be having this conversation in my own head. I'm like, you're gonna get fucked up. You're gonna get fucked up. <laughs> after like, after uh, every loss, did you did you deal with depression? Oh yeah, man, it was bad. And then like, I was I was, and then I was fucking ripping it hard like with drugs and alcohol and everything so it did, was not it was a bad it was bad, it was all bad and then I would like clean up my act and, and you know put on my put on my hat put on my hard hat and go to work for like two months leading into the fight and like getting the mentally getting the, the right get into the mental space that I needed to, to train and to compete and everything right. but then right afterwards boom it was right back to it right back to it and it's like a lot of the it was it was it was bad. So, so <laughs> it was, even, even it with was the win, really hard to deal with. Even with the win, you'd get that way. Well, yeah, man. Win or win or lose. If you win, you got to go out and celebrate. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. You know, if you win, you got to celebrate. If you lose, you got to fucking get over it somehow. You know, it's it was it was when I look back, like man, my poor wife, Jesus Christ, man, having to deal with just a large animal like myself. But I mean, like I said, I've been able to like grow up in fighting like I grew up like all those wins and losses like I see now like how it helped me become you know the man that I am today man the father that I am today and that's really that's I'm grateful for that because uh, you know just being able to deal with like I said with the wins and losses like there's just simple stuff like maybe like you lose your job or you or, for, or something you know you have, a, you have a bad day at work or yeah, whatever the case may be, like there's there's always going to be wins or losses in life, and how are you going to deal with it? You know, right? Yeah. I've been having to deal with it on the highest level in front of millions of people on TV. Right? Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right. I, I definitely can understand that. God. Yeah, you know. So it's all good now. But is there is, was, there any, is there any regrets or anything that you wish you would have done differently looking back at your career? I mean, yeah, of course, I've been able to gone through my career and had more. <clears throat> You know, I had more discipline as far as, um, you know, my drugs and alcohol intake and stuff like that in between fights. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I had to go through that to get to where I'm at, to right. get to where oh, I'm yeah. at today. To grow, yeah, and, sure. and And like I said, like, regardless, people are going to go through hardships and people are going to have to grow and have growing pains and deal with adversity regardless, regardless of what your job is. Exactly. And I was actually fortunate enough to have my a pretty cool job you know yeah, travel so, the world sure. like it's crazy like when I look at my passport like I'm gonna have to renew my passport this year 
And I it's was just wild. That. It's, I... wild. it's wild to me that I've been traveling the world fighting for 10 years. It's right. fucking outrageous. It's outrageous. So it's just like a little chubby Mexican from Crosby, California. Like, I barely graduated high school. Barely graduated high school. By the skin of my teeth. <laughs> because my wrestling teacher was my... Was, my wrestling coach was my government teacher and like gave me the D. He hooked me up with the D so I could pass and walk. Man, I had problems with government yeah. too, man. I can relate for you know? sure. You know what I mean? It's for just like sure. to be able to like travel the world and see see places and meet people and it's wild, you know? So and the whole time, like, yeah, man, I grew up. I grew up. And now to to be in a good place where I'm at, you know, mentally and spiritually. And still young enough that, like, you know, that's, like, my wife talks to me sometimes to ask her about when I'm going to stop fighting, when am I going to stop fighting. Like, right. I want you to stop fighting. Because right and now like, you're 37, correct? Yeah. Fun fact, me and you have the exact same birthday, by the way. Fun fact. Nice. Yeah, I seen that today. I thought I'd mention it to you. So what? what's nice. the answer to your fighting question? When will you stop? Well, when you hang up the gloves? You know, when I started getting, when I get my ass whooped, right. like, when I, it's like, I've, I've, like, I've been knocked out a couple times, you know, and been clipped and slept, you know, but where that shit happens, but to where somebody has just dominated, dominated me and just outclassed me, make me look like I have no purpose being there. Right, right. And then I'm like, okay, they don't have, like, sometimes that's, that's bad about me, like, I have to learn the hard way. Did you I watch the, um, the Tito Chocodel fight? Yeah. What was your thoughts on there? Did you feel like they should have been there? Or some people say like if that's if it's their passion, then they should be in there. Some people say they're they're too old, they shouldn't be in there for the for health reasons. What was what was your opinion on that fight? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel differently. I mean, I think the fight went exactly the way I knew it was going to go. Like I knew Tito was going to get him, and right. only because like Chuck had already been kind of had that button hit like three of the last fights three of his last fights that were years ago in, exactly. in UFC right. you know, that's not like that That comes back right. you know you don't like magically gain your, your chin back it sucks and just, just since you have so much knowledge and so much um, experience in the ring in the cage in the octagon is it is, do you believe that, that the fights a lot of the times are won before the before the bell like the mental like the mental strategic like the Conor McGregor's, like the Rampage Jacksons. I know there's a couple people that kind of try to get in your head prior to the fight. Has that ever worked against you, or have you ever used that against someone where you figured that the fight was kind of over before it even started? No, I mean, I've never been like, <clears throat> I've never been spooked out of my mind to where it was okay. like over before it started. Shit, I mean, if you're um, looking at Rampage Jackson, but I feel, that's pretty intimidating. But I feel though. like, <laughs> no, I mean, that guy, like, it's, he's he's actually gonna be really cool. Like we okay. we uh, we have this uh, we had the same manager for a little bit, and so then like, and then we were both sponsored by Monster. Nice. So we met on a couple autograph signings, and then I've actually went and helped him train for a couple of his his couple of his last fights. So prior to the fight or after you guys pretty, fight? No, this was after. Oh, I mean, I yeah, see, after. See. Yeah, we've developed a pretty cool relationship. So Rampage is cool, but like before, like. I don't remember being scared. Like, no, dude, I was amped. I was, I was amped. Ready to go? Yeah. And speaking, yeah. speaking of your relationship with fighters, man, you go to your Instagram page, you're rubbing shoulders with Aaron Pico, with Gustafsson, 
Phil Davis. You, you have a pretty good relationship with Cowboy Cerrone. How did just just is it just in the gym that you build these relationships with, or? Well, well, like Cowboy went to your fight. Like, a lot of the times, right? I mean, a lot of the times it would be like when I was sponsored by by Monster a few years back. Like I met a lot of cool people, like on the trips, like. But, like, you know, like, that's where I met Cowboy. We had a couple of sightings together. And so, like, he was pretty cool. He was pretty cool. Obviously, like, his personality is pretty much like what you see on TV. Like, that's that's Cowboy. He keeps it real. Right, right, <laughs> you know? for sure. You know, and then, like, I mean, but as far as, like, Gus and Phil, like, I mean, those are my teammates. Those are, my, like, for years and years at Alliance, like, for years, that's who we, we would fight <laughs> on a daily right. basis. Like, on a, on a daily basis. Like, me... Phil Davis, Alex Gustafson, Travis Brown, Brandon oh, wow. Barra. Travis Brown, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it was like, so it's like you couldn't have a bad day. Like, regardless, somebody was going to get you. That's what's like, you, yeah, so you, you showed up to work, you, you were probably going to get your ass whooped at least one of the rounds. Like, you could be, you could be on fire maybe three out of the four rounds, but one round, somebody's going to get you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially with those, like you said, those those heavy hitters that you're talking about. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. And Aaron yeah, Pico, yeah. how did you get to run into Aaron Pico? Oh no, he just happened to be training over at Huntington Beach. Okay, um, okay. I was going. I went up there to help uh, check Congo for his last fight. Right. Shout out to Check. He just caught up that caught that tough decision. So I'm right. I'm happy for him. It's real cool being involved with, uh, with that camp. So yeah, I just crossed shoulders and I could, uh, crossed paths with him. I was like, "Oh, I want to get a picture of this. This kid's the future." Yeah, man, he he looks sharp, and, and and you hear interviews with him, and even like T.J. Dillashaw and people that train with him on a regular basis. They say he's the truth of MMA. So he's he's had a he's had a rough road to begin with, but uh, people still believe in his talent for sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, like he's just only going to learn. You know, he's only going to learn and get better. He's all, he's a champion. He's a he has a champion mindset, so he's gonna learn, adapt, get better, and he'll be a world champion, no no doubt. And and strictly for MMA right now, is is there any like dream fight, or is there any fight that kind of fell through the cracks that you really wish you would have had, or, or or that you still look back and like, man, that would have been neat to share the octagon with this guy. Anybody that sticks out to you? <sighs> no, I mean. The only fight that really just still pisses me off is would be uh, Pat Barry. Right. The Pat Barry fight from years and years ago because I, I, I still think I won two out of the three rounds. Right. But then whatever. It's all good. <laughs> uh, and he's a cool guy too. I mean, same thing. Like, once you fight somebody, like, you kind of, unless they're a dick, you pretty much, like, become homies with them because, like, hey, we already beat the hell out of each other. Well, on that, on that note, that was actually one of my questions with uh, with with being the dick. And, and is there any fighters that just always just kind of rub you off the wrong way, kind of big headed, cocky maybe, and they just never get out of their shell or never get their out of their persona? The only person that I can ever say that was a fucking prick. <laughs> and this is what we call uh, on wax. You got to put them on wax. Was 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 War Machine. Oh shit! Oh well, he got, what he, where he he got had, what he deserved. And look where he ended up. Exactly, he got what he deserved. Well, what was yeah. he, what was the deal with him? Just always kind of came in like a shit. In well, the like I would always hear stories about like him like beating up like normal people because he would be an instructor at a, at the gym. Like San Diego is a small MMA community, you know. Right. He, 
So you'll just hear like horrors of him like beating up the normal members. Not even people on the fight team, like people, normal members, like take his class, you would like spot them and fuck them up. And I just met him at like a show. Once I met him at a show one time and he was just a fucking, he was just an asshole. I was like, what's this guy's problem? And then that was about it. Oh. <laughs> well, fuck yeah. War Machine then, huh? Yeah, well, you know, he's, he's, he put himself in his own situation. Yes, he, did. You know, he, so. he has to lay in that bed. Last question yeah. about MMA. And this one's not really on the agenda, but I just happened to see it while researching, you know, a couple of things about yourself. How much weight did you have to cut in Bellator? It looks like you had to cut an extreme amount of weight. Well, well, for Bellator, I'm pretty sure I, I still hold the little record. I'm the only person to win a fight at three weight classes. I want to fight okay. heavyweight. I want to fight at 205, and I want to fight at 185. I must be referring to the 185 Joey Beltran. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so what had happened was, is I fought Manuel Newton for the for the world title, and uh, had a great fight, but he got hit with that fucking spinning back fist, and got my jaw broken. Ooh. So once I got my jaw broken, I had to go on a liquid diet for, for nine weeks. Ah. And so... It was that when I I just got all I lost a bunch of weight and I was like walking around at two hundred. So then I was like, well, I'm, I'm down here. I was like, let's see how it is. I was just see how it is. And so I did a test cut, made eighty five like pretty easily. I was like, all right, cool. So I did this and then I how, how much well, did you I, weigh during the fight? Like, did you bulk up quite a bit? Nah, maybe like, like two hundred during the fight itself. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I fought. I uh, be uh, what's his name? Brian Rogers. Yeah, Brian Rogers at one eighty five, and I like, freaking lost to Kendall Grove at one eighty five. And then after that, I was like, all right, no more of this. <laughs> okay, no so now, 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 fast forward. You just signed. How how did the bare knuckle boxing come about? Okay, it's, a brand, so it's actually it's, Bare Knuckle, it, the, the company, the promotion is Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Okay. I don't think they're allowed to call it boxing because of commission or what, what have you, but... <laughs> so, yeah, let me drop that down. But, you know, everyone knows what it is. Right. Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. So basically what had happened was, is I was, uh, I was out of fighting for about a year and a half, and... And I, I was thought I retired. I said I was done. Um, but then one of my old managers, my ex-manager, who's now my manager now, I rehired him. We're, we're all good. Um, Dave Thomas, he hit me up. And he's like, hey, bud, I, I'm doing some business out here in Russia with Brandon Halsey. And your name keeps coming up. These people really want you to come out here. And I was like, yeah, well, you know. I kind of haven't fought in a long time. He's like, are you still in shape? I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. He's like, like, well, I'll I'll see what they say. See what they say. And so then like three months go by and I don't hear anything back from him. And I'm like, kind of like training a little bit. Mostly, no joke, mostly just taking spin class with my wife. Oh, nice. Like that was the the extent of my cardio, my, my fight training for this fight. And then he calls me, he's like, hey, they got a short notice fight, twenty and twenty to go fight to to fight Sergey Karatonov. I was like, I was like, what'd you say, twenty and twenty? I was like, oh, I'm there, <laughs> I'm there. 
yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that tomorrow. Let's go. Right. But that, but your first fight was with Tony Lopez, correct? No, no, no. So this is better. No, this is this is an MMA fight. Oh, okay, okay. So I did an MMA fight in February out in Russia. No one really knew about it because it was out in Russia. It was kind of like, but I fought Sergey Karatanov after 15 months of, of not doing anything really. And I went out and fought him. Went all three rounds with him. And uh, lost the decision, and then ah. I was like, "Okay, well, I still got, I, I still have, I still have little gas left in the tank." I was Ooh, like, "All right." So then I started, so I started training, started trying to get MMA fights, you know, reaching out, and I couldn't get anything. I couldn't get anything because, probably uh, well, because the regional shows, they don't really want to. They probably think I had like a higher price point or whatever the case would be. Like I don't know. I just couldn't get any MMA fights. Right. And so then, but then my old coach from Alliance, Eric Del Fiero, he hit me up because he manages uh, uh, Rowdy Beck Rollins. Nice, yeah, oh big. And fan. so he hit, yeah, he hit me up. He's like, "Hey man, these bare knuckle people are asking about you. Would you be down to do this?" I was like, "You know the deal, money talks, man. See what they say." So he called me back. He threw out some money, and he's like, "They want you to fight Tony Lopez." Uh, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there for that one. It was and it was so, it pretty competitive with the twenty twenty. Oh, the first one, no, oh, no, okay. no, but but I had to like, it's just a boxing match, and it's against Tony Lopez. Like, oh, 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 I wanted to fight him. I'll fight Tony Lopez for free. Now, would you but, do you have real issues with Tony Lopez? No, 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 not anymore. Okay, okay. <laughs> not anymore, whatever. Because it does but, you know, look like you guys have some bad blood. Yeah, we do, definitely. Like, definitely do. It's just one of those things, like, it's like, a, it's, but it's respectful now in our younger days, like, back, you know, back in, back in the back in the day, back in, like, 2008, like, yeah, I was, like, get pretty, pretty personal with the shit talking and... right. There was nobody paying attention. That shit was real. Like, oh, right. I was, I really want to fuck him up. <laughs> you know? Right. I, on site, I see you in the streets. I'm fucking swinging, you know? It was, it was bad in the beginning, back in the day. But, like, over the years, it's whatever. Now it's respectful. But we still, like, competitive. Like, we'll still be able, we'll be old men and we'll fight each other. If, right. if somebody, you know, right. somebody gets us a ring and some gloves, we'll fight each other. Fucking 60 years old, I bet. Do you feel like so it needs to be a third fight? I doubt that. Nah, I, the only way I'll fight him again uh, in bare knuckle is if like if it's for a title somehow. Like if right. we if we branch off, get a couple wins, and then we meet up for a title, then of course I will. But nah, man, I like this last fight. I think I've like during the actual fight, during the actual fight itself, I thought okay, I was like fuck. Those, those first rounds were super, super close. I think I lost. I got to get these next three. I got to get these next three. I remember telling my cornerman, I was like, I got this. I got these next three. I got this shit. Right. And then I thought I hit the gas pedal. I thought I won the last three. They announced the draw. I was like, whatever. You know, it's close. And it's Mexico. And the judges were Mexican judges that had never judged bare knuckle before. Because bare knuckle is a unique sport. The bare knuckle fighting it's a unique sport because you can clinch, you can, you know, so it's not just straight boxing. Right. So it's right. like, because you can dirty box, you can fight in the clinch, you can hockey fight. So, 
you know, whatever the case may be, we ended up in a draw, and that was that. And then I watched it a couple times. Like, I watched it on my phone. I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I, was like, I won that shit for sure. And then I watched it, like, on a, then I watched it, like, on a big TV, finally. I, I got a, I, I, I ponied up, got, I got it on the, I paid for it, got, got it on my big TV. Then I watched it again. I was like, dude, there's no way that I lost that fight. But, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Like, the judges saw it that way. Right. And it is what it is. I was, mostly, and you got the first I was one. mostly proud of myself that I, I did. I implemented all the footwork, all the head movement, changing angles, all the shit that we worked on for the last five months. I actually went out and performed it in the fight. And I fought against the desire to just say fuck it and rush them and start brawling. And because oh, I wanted to really bad, just fucking, just go get him, just just fucking fight. But then in my head, I was like, that's his only chance. That's his only chance is if he fucking cuts me, and I lose on cuts. And because I know Tony, like he's a fucking, he, like punching Tony is like fucking punching a fucking you know an old piece of plywood. That shit don't hurt him. <laughs> yeah. He's a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. And if you drop him, whatever, he's gonna get back up. You know, so it's like. I, I, my plan was to fucking outbox him, outbox him, outslick him, and you know I, I still think I did. Do you, do, you know? you, do you win in a in an MMA match easily? No, man. No, he's he's crafty. He's got those long ass fucking legs. So he'd give that's you another problems. Reason, that's another reason why too. Right. I originally took the fight. I was like, oh, I'm gonna take a fight, and I get to punch him, and he can't kick me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely, I'm gonna come take that fight. So, so they offered yeah. you. They offered you the first time. They offered you Tony Lopez, and you just jumped on the opportunity. Yeah. Nice. Yep. And, Basically, that's how it went down. And and, and, and with these fights, guys, and and everybody listening right now, if you haven't seen Joey Beltran versus Tony Lopez, Google YouTube right now. It to me, it makes you the like maybe like you said maybe Beck Rawlings, but other than that, like. I feel like you two guys together are the face of that organization. Like every time I see any type of promotion, anytime I see anything, it's you, it's him, it's bloody, and 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 I feel like you're the face of that that organization right now. That has to be a pretty good feeling. Yeah, I, I don't know necessarily like if we're the face of the promotion. I would say like a lot of the way somebody put it to me that it makes sense is like our fight was like the Stefan Bonner Forrest Griffin fight for bare knuckle. Like, up until that point in the card on the first show that they put on, like, it was kind of like, it was, there were some good fights and a couple knockouts, but it was like, it was kind of like, uh, like, uh, kind of like lukewarm response. And then, like, we came out and the fight that we put on, like, it lit the whole house on fire. Like, our fight went viral. Like, we were on World Star. Like, it was fucking crazy (laughs) because it was just like, a fucking, it was a bloodbath. No, yeah, that's why yeah. I think that's why I said it. Me and a friend got we ordered the first bare knuckle boxing. So, and, and to your point, yeah, we watched I don't know what six, seven, eight fights before yours, and, and it was just like you said, kind of lukewarm, kind of oh he's good, this guy's not as good, and then you guys together came on and put on a show. There was blood, there was nonstop action. Uh, man, it, it made me want to reach out to you guys immediately because uh, you you uh, you definitely uh, earned it a lot. Of, of fans that night I can guarantee you that yeah it was good so I mean like it was a it was a make or break moment and so I, I'm, I'm happy like in the, at the end of the day I think historically like our fight will always be the one that, that's looked upon that 
that gave uh, you know gave the promotion you know some you know the platform to stand on if you will but then right. like they're doing they're, they're making moves they're making moves right now they're getting they're getting the right people and yes they are expanded yeah. expanded the roster so I mean, it's exciting man to see just as a fan you know just see where it goes and so I'm not, you know, I'm not too sure of the details, but Rumble Johnson's a part of the organization. They just recently signed Jason Knight. They got uh, Connor McGregor's right hand man, Artem Lobov, to the organization. <coughs> they got a lot of people that, um, like you said, I think can can really grow the organization along with yourself. Are you are you excited about the growth of the company? Yeah, man. Like, from where from where a, you guys began. Yeah, they're doing a really good job. I mean, David Feldman is, um, you know, he's on top of it. And the staff that he has, they seem to genuinely, they seem to genuinely care about us, you know, us the fighters. You know, that means a lot, too, because right. it makes us want to go out and, and work hard for them and, and put on put on a good show. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool for sure, man. You have any details? I've seen it, like... I've seen it like I've been at the upper upper echelon as far as like how how things are run, you know. Like the, the UFC was just a well oiled machine by the time I got there. Like with all moving parts, all moving in sync, and like Burt Watson was like was like the maestro running the whole show all all week long. You know what I mean? You knew where you were going, what everything was going, blah blah blah. blah. And then it's like with the Bellator, it was like second, you know, close second place. And then it's like uh, a little bit, a, big a little drop bit afterwards. of a little bit of jankier, like a little jankier, but still like an elite promotion. Right. A little like, but just a little bit different. Right. And then like Bare Knuckle, you can kind of see like it's kind of fun because we're kind of everybody's kind of like riding on this. We're on this ride together. We're on this wild ride together. Sometimes we don't really know what the hell's going to happen. People calling it death threats and stuff to the <laughs> owner. Like, you wow. know, it's just wild, but it's like, but it's fun, and right. it's fun. And like, the, for the fighters that are involved, it's like, fuck, just get us to the ring. We'll fucking scrap, you know? Do you guys it's have fun a, to watch everything else. Any updates on your upcoming fight? Do you have anything kind of mapped out yet? Um, yeah, I mean, I shouldn't assume. I don't really. I, there was supposed to be like a couple of different fights in April, and then the dates got moved. But um, I should know soon, man. As soon as I know, I'll drop you a line. There you go. But yeah. I'm definitely, um, yeah, it's gonna be soon. It's gonna be soon. And last thing, I, again, this wasn't really on the agenda, but I have to ask. I was following you all all fight week this uh, this most recent fight, and man, it looked like you guys were having some fun in Cancun before the fight. It's pretty nice, man. It's hard. It's hard not to, but there's definitely a lot of times where, like, you know, laughing and enjoying ourselves, and then, like, mentally, like, then I would, like, click back, like, yeah, I'm here to fucking fight. Right, <laughs> like, right. You know, and even, like, it just sucks. It just sucks. It just sucks when you go someplace so beautiful, but then, like, the whole time in the back of your head, you're fucking stressed the fuck out because Did you're you about to, to go stay? fight. Did you get to stay in Cancun a couple of days after the fight, or you head right straight back? No, no yeah, we head back the next. We straight, went just the next day. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but I mean, it's definitely somewhere like I definitely would like to go back. That's for sure. And everybody, go follow him on on Instagram. Like I said, you have you have a lot of great content on there. Even a uh, last question, just about your family. I know you said that your wife, you know, she's she's put up uh, with a lot. You with with you being a fighter. 
How, how is it being a fighter and a father? I know you have some daughters, like, do, do their boyfriends, you know, or if they have boyfriends, you know, make any comments? Or are they kind of scared? Do you hear any, like, oh, my God, you scared them, uh, Dad, type stories? Uh, I, <laughs> uh, I guess, so, like, my daughter, my daughter, was the first boyfriend, she's 19, so it's the first boyfriend that she's ever brought around us. He's actually a really nice guy, a really nice guy. But it's like, for, for a while, I was like, how come this guy doesn't say hi to me? In my say hi to me when he comes in the house. And she's like, because he's they're scared. Nobody likes saying hi to you, Joe. Everyone's scared of you. Yeah, I like, what are you that. talking about? I figured that. It's like, what are you talking about? I was like, <laughs> now, now, what what's your nationality? Mexican. Oh, okay, Mexican. okay. Where did the nickname the execution the real execution come from? I meant to ask that. I meant to ask that at the beginning. Oh man, it's actually. Uh, you know, well, obviously, I'm executing people on behalf of Mexicans. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, no, man, my homie, uh, Eddie Sanchez, who was also a, he was a UFC fighter back in the day, uh, UFC veteran, he uh, he gave it to me back when we, we were training. Like I said, my original, original team, uh, North County Fight Club, we had, like, Eddie Sanchez, Jason Lambert. Like, those are my team captains. And Eddie gave it to me. We thought about maybe the possibly the brown bomber, but we threw that one out the window. And then it was like, you know what? You're the Mexican shooter. I was like, oh, all right. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not mad at it either. I like I like it. And where can people find you on Instagram? So my Instagram name is the real Mexicaner. M e x i c u t i o n e r. The real Mexicaner. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter. Uh, executioner 760 that's about it perfect well we appreciate you having on I, I went a little bit over the time frame so I apologize but there was a lot of a lot of things I needed to ask I appreciate it and um, you, you go ahead and follow on Wax the Podcast as well we're going to be posting episodes videos pictures all the above all, all the information is going to be on the page and uh, again man what, what, like I tell everybody that's on the podcast we, we follow you for life we're fans for life and uh, we'll, we'll definitely yeah. be following your, your career for, from here on out we appreciate it thank you man have a great night hey you too appreciate it good luck going forward that was Joey Beltran the real Mexicutioner bare knuckle fighting championship i was saying bare knuckle boxing and shit didn't even have it right but fuck it um this guy's a month he's a motherfucking monster is what i wanted to tell him you guys need to look at the youtube look at the youtube look at the youtube type in joey beltran tony lopez on the bare knuckle fighting championship it's a bloodbath they are swinging for the fences Oh my god, they're cut up, they're beat up, they're they're exhausted. This fucking Tony Lopez character has long hair. Like you said, he like he said he's tall, he's lanky. It, it, it's and then they fight again. Like it, it's a it's a rivalry that I I thought I thought for sure that he was going to want to get in there for a third time, but I mean, he's won one has a draw. There's really nothing else to prove. I get it. But guys, um, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, Joey Beltran, man, good guy, and again, has a lot of experience under his belt. Jay Hen, LJ, on Wax the Podcast, coming from you live, San Antonio, Texas, San Antonio, baby, on Wax, let's go, we out.